We've got the likely pitching schedule for this weekend as the Cardinals play their first spring training games, plus a deeper look at the shortstop position. Is there enough depth in the organization to make it work this year if something were to go wrong? This is Locked on Cardinals. You are Locked on Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Cardinals fans. I'm J.D. Hafford, and I'm a national radio sports anchor, born and raised in the Lou and a lifetime Cardinals fan. And I'm your host for Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, covering your team every day. You can follow me on Twitter, X, at J.D. Sports Radio. You can also follow the podcast, also available on Twitter, X, at LO underscore Cardinals. I want to thank those of you who make Locked On Cardinals your first listen every day. Free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like the visual side of the show, YouTube is where you can find us. Make sure you like, subscribe, and comment. Interact with us. Hit the notification button so you know when the new episodes are posted. A lot of good ones up. Uh, Noah Menlinger, Cardinals prospect, joined the show this week. We talked some Nolan Gorman last night. We talked Nolan Arnato earlier in the week. So don't miss out because this is a show serving Cardinals Nation and giving the best fans in baseball all of the info about the birds on the bat. Today's episode being brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. New customers join today and you'll get $150 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. It has been one of the longest off seasons for the Cardinals in quite some time. Definitely in recent history because the off season for them Technically, it started in August, right? Normally, you've got them fighting for the wild card spot or at least the division championship, which at least gets you to the end of the season playing meaningful baseball into September, late September, and then a lot of time in October. But last year, it was over. Midsummer, and the white flags officially came out. We're waving very high, like, we're done. We quit. Trade deadline. You know, Jordan Montgomery, Jordan Hicks. Jack Flaherty, Chris Stratton, all this pitching gets moved, gone. Uh, still amazing to me that Jordan Montgomery, by the way, is still, as of this recording, still doesn't have a deal done yet. John Heyman mentioned that the Cubs, uh, Red Sox, Angels, Giants, they're some teams to keep an eye on when it comes to Monty. I think we can all agree that if he becomes a Cub, there will be a considerable amount of anger among the Cardinals fan base that they would let him go to Chicago, but... Cardinals aren't making any more moves. They're, they're set and ready to go as far as pitching goes. Uh, so instead of the normal, like, let's get back to what we were focusing on, but instead of getting the normal, like, four months of offseason that we're used to, the Cardinals have essentially been in their offseason for around seven, seven months, where we were talking last year about what we we're going to do this year. Like, it's been a long time. And this weekend, they will be back on the diamond. Well, diamonds, if you want to be specific, since it's split squad and get to actually play some baseball against some other teams. And that makes me happy, and it should make you happy as well. Now, as far as the rosters for each game on Saturday, you've got the home game against the Marlins. Share the complex, home game, whatever. And then you have the away game against the Mets in uh, Port St. Lucie. And it's been reported by Jeff Jones with the Belleville, Bellevue, uh, Belleville News that most of the veterans are going to stay with the club in Jupiter for the uh, for the home game against the Marlins. Katie Wu says that most of the projected starters are scheduled to suit up. They probably will suit up, but also that some guys with experience 
are going to have to travel due to roster rules and have to go face the Mets. Uh, we do know that new bench coach Daniel Descalso is going to be managing the home game and that Ali Marmol will manage the squad that's traveling to take on New York. Uh, the home game is supposed to be on Bally Sports Midwest and the away game MLB.tv. I believe that's where you can find these games if you want to watch them. Uh, Pitching-wise, we know that Matthew Libertor is going to be starting the home game against the Marlins. Zach Thompson will get started in Port St. Lucie against the Mets. And according to Derek Gould at stltoday.com, they each will be targeted for two innings of work. It has not been detailed what pitchers will go to which game yet, but the pitchers prioritize to follow the two lefties in those games. You've got right-hander Adam Klopfenstein, uh, Michael McGreevy, Victor Santos, Ryan Helsley, Jojo Romero, Andre Palante, Nick Robertson, John King, Riley O'Brien, and Ryan Fernandez. And it's no secret how my favorite thing to watch, at least this spring, is going to be the battles in the bullpen. That That's genuinely what I'm excited about, the bullpen competition. There's just... There's so many new arms and so many new faces, and I want to see all of them. I want to see all of them. On that list alone that I that I just rattled off to you, you've got Santos, Robertson, O'Brien, and Fernandez, who weren't even with the organization last year. Kloppenstein wasn't with the organization to start, came over at the trade deadline, so we only got a glimpse of him with the Cardinals, really. But um, I'm excited to see these guys. I want to see what they're all about and see if all of these things that we've been reading about as far as, you know, movement on their pitches and learning sweepers and all this stuff. And these guys were throwing 98. Well, I want to see it. I'm excited about it. Uh, on Sunday, lefty Drew Rahm, another deadline acquisition uh, guy last year who ended up getting eight starts in the big leagues last year with the Cardinals, is scheduled to start against Houston at the ballpark in West Palm Beach, Florida. Uh, set to follow him into the game are Gordon Graceffo, Tink Hentz, Connor Thomas, and Wilking Rodriguez, uh, Graceffo, Hens, Thomas, and the starter Rahm are all expected to throw two innings. And Gould says that the Cardinals intend to let Rodriguez in, get him in against frontline hitters. That's the goal, which means that he may be that first pitcher out of the bullpen into the game after Rahm so that he can face more of the Astros' potential starters if they're still around after the second inning. So that's just kind of the idea of what's going to happen this weekend. Uh, Jeff Jones tweeted that uh, Marmol will not, is not, was not willing, sorry, was not willing to share Monday or Tuesday starters on Friday morning, but did say that Sonny Gray is a live option for Tuesday. Uh, Monday would be on turn for Lance Lynn, but he pointed out that they haven't seen him throw two winnings to live hitters just yet. Uh, said that that's likely going to be the Tacoa Roby or perhaps Cooper Jerpy spot instead. Uh, one player that the Cardinals have have put a lot of stock into this season is not going to play, as far as we've been told so far, will not be playing in either game on Saturday, is shortstop Mason Wynn, who's been dealing with some tightness in his upper body. It doesn't appear to be anything to worry about. Footage from this morning, he was in the cage, he was hitting, he was swinging, it was already doing defensive stuff, so it, precautionary, but... Um, he could be ready for game action as early as Sunday, perhaps even Monday. But I want to talk more about the shortstop position. We're going to talk about Mason. We'll talk about Tommy Edmond and the depth in the organization and whether or not maybe it's a good idea to go out and sign like a veteran shortstop to be the backup this year at the big league level. So we'll get into all of that next on Locks on Cardinals. 
Today's episode is brought to you in part by Backblaze. Now, data is the digital world's most precious resource. Backblaze has made it their mission to make it easy for us to store, use, and protect your data, okay? They protect all the data on your machines automatically, which is great. Backblaze offers multiple restore options, including rapid recovery in the event of a data loss or ransomware. Bad stuff, right? Uh, start with a free trial today and then get unlimited cloud backup for Macs, PCs, and businesses for just $99 a year. You'll go to backblaze.com slash locked on MLB and you can access your backed up data from anywhere in the world using Backblaze's web app or their iOS or Android apps. Kind of up to you on how you want to do it. A uh, few data protection services have the recommendations that Backblaze does. They're recommended by uh, the New York Times. Um, You've got Macworld, PC World, uh, LifeWire, Tom's Guide, 9 to 5 Mac, Wired, and more. A lot of people backing these guys. And you can receive a fully featured no-risk trial at backblaze.com slash locked on MLB. So if you're somebody who works on your computer a lot and it's as precious to you as mine is to me, go there, try it out, start protecting yourself from potential bad times. That's backblaze, B-A-C-K-B-L-A-Z-E dot com slash Locked on MLB. Locked on has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube, and now it's available on Amazon Fire TV and the free Fire TV channels app. Locked on Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On Plus, our national shows covering every league. You can find Locked On Sports Today now available on the free Fire TV channels app. And again, thank you for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen every day. Remember, your comments on YouTube as well as on Twitter X, always welcome and encourage. I want your feedback. I want to hear your side of things. You think these are good moves, bad moves. What are, what are you feeling about it? I, that's encouraged. So don't be shy. Leave your marks. Nobody's going to rip on you and make you feel silly. That's not what this is about. Our channel is not about that whatsoever. It's just genuinely Cardinal fans getting together and having civilized discussions about what's going on with the squad. So last year, the Cardinals came into the season with uh, Tommy Edmond set to be the starting shortstop. Wins a gold glove at second base, but they got other dudes who can play second base now. Donovan and Gorman were set to take over there. Paul DeYoung was your backup, much to the chagrin of many Cardinal fans. But that was the plan last year. But due to injuries, performance, we saw DeYoung end up playing 81 games at shortstop last year for the Cardinals. 81, half of them. Edmund only played 48. Mason Wynn, third on the list there with 36 games. Edmund ended up playing in 51 games at second, 49 in the outfield, and 42 of those were in center field to go along with the games that he played at shortstop. Now, despite his struggles offensively and the late season call up where he was just up for, you know, like th those 36 games, um, you know, he batted 172, the OPS plus of 29. That's pretty gross. The keys to the position have been handed over to Mason Wynn, the top pros prospect in the Cardinals organization. The Cardinals definitely feel that they can trust him defensively. I don't think that's an issue whatsoever. I remember seeing him in spring training last year and we loved what he was doing with the glove, you know? But the offensive side of his game has a lot of people worried. And you look at those numbers and you can understand why. I'm personally not one of them. I am not somebody who thinks Mason Wynn, for some reason or another, is just going to suck at hitting at the major league level. I think it's way too premature to judge him off of his 
first month in the pros and decide that he is not a good hitter. Just randomly out of nowhere, just not a good hitter anymore. Like it doesn't matter what he did at AAA, AA, anywhere along the line. Folks have already made their mind up that he is just not a good hitter. He's never going to be one at the major league level. I, I don't understand that thinking. I, I don't get it. But I can understand you being concerned after seeing what you saw last year. And not to be negative Nancy here, but what if those offensive struggles do continue early on in 2024? I'm not expecting them to. But what if? What if? Or, heaven forbid, what happens if he gets hurt? Talked about uh, him dealing with tightness already in the upper body. Nothing to freak out about again. He was back doing his normal stuff today. But, you know, things happen. Things happen. So what do the Cardinals do then? That, that's the real question. What do they do then? Because right now your backup shortstop is your starting center fielder. And to make matters even more complicated, he's coming off for his surgery and isn't even ready to play yet. So we're still hopeful that he's going to be okay and be able to play on opening day. We don't know that yet. We don't. We're hopeful. He's on the right track, but we don't know. Things happen. So the idea is when... Tommy Edmond doesn't play center field and he's got to play some shortstop when Mason Wynn needs a day off and uh, maybe he's struggling well, for whatever reason it may be. When Tommy has to play shortstop, that Dylan Carlson will then get the center field reps with Newton left, Walker and right, which is not a horrible plan by any means. But again, we are talking about the same Dylan Carlson who himself has been dealing with a lot of uh, annoying injury issues, certainly went through them a lot last year as well as over the last couple of years. And, you know, he hasn't exactly performed at the level many thought he would when he was playing, when he was healthy enough to be out there. It's not like he was lighting up the world with his bat. The glove is fine, but you were expecting more out of Dylan Carlson. We all were, especially after his rookie year. And it just hasn't happened yet due to a lot of injuries and just his inability to hit right-handed pitching. That's been a problem, but let's stick with the, the shortstop element of this. And I, I don't want to go on a tangent talking about the outfield, but I know Brendan Donovan could probably pull off playing shortstop if he needed to. He's, he's played there at the major league level before. In fact, it's been reported that he's been doing both shortstop and second base drills so far at camp. I'm cool with that. I think Brendan Donovan is certainly qualified to pull that off, but let's also remember that guy is coming off of elbow surgery as well. And the throws from shortstop, a little more demanding than the ones you're going to have at second base. He has been cleared to throw without any limitations. So it's not like he's still working his way back. But you want to be a little bit cautious early on. And, you know, like I said, shortstop throws a little different than second base. Um, internally, for the Cardinals, you've got Jose Fermin, who you saw at the end of last year. He's on the 40-man roster. And uh, we've also got double-A MVP Thomas Sejaci, who was recently seen with uh, – with the wizard himself, Ozzie Smith, working out with him at camp, which is fantastic. I love seeing Ozzie Smith out there working with him and Mason Wynn and anybody who's playing on the infield. Uh, Ozzie, my favorite guy uh, growing up. The Cardinals will have both of them playing games at shortstop during camp, talking about CJC and Fermin, because they want to see if either one of them can be that next backup plan here. But what else is available? Right. What else is out there that might be a good fit for the Cardinals if they need to go outside of the organization and sign somebody? Well, Derek Gould threw out some names recently. One of them is a guy that Paul Goldschmidt is familiar with, and that would be Nick Ahmed. Now, here's what Gould had to write about Ahmed, who's 34 years old, 
won back-to-back gold gloves for Arizona in 2018 and 2019. His first baseman for that first gold glove was Paul Goldschmidt, and his double play partner several times during that season was Cardinals bench coach Daniel Descalso. He's viewed as a glove-first, reliable shortstop who can handle the everyday rigors of the position. He started 56 games there for the Diamondbacks before being released a month before their pennant run. 234 career hitter, so not much there. Right-handed bat, but that could be appealing to the Cardinals given how lefty-heavy their bench and backups could be. The Cardinals don't have a lot of available spots to go around, like as far as bench spots, right? And depending on the recovery of Tommy Edmond, they might have to hang on to a guy who can fill that backup shortstop role. And it's all part of the competition. There's not a lot of competition for starting spots, but bullpen, backup roles, those are the things where the Cardinals have to make a few decisions on. And that competition for the bench spots got even tighter when they signed Matt Carpenter, which is why when that happened, it kind of threw me off. I was like, wait, if he's on the team, like, man, you're just they're squeezing the bench even more now because he's got to be on there. He's got to be on there. So in a perfect world, in a perfect world, Mason Wynn goes out there and he does what he's always done, and that's produce offensively and defensively. He'll provide a stolen base element. You kind of want him to be that secondary leadoff guy at the bottom of the order when the lineup turns over while also continuing his growth defensively to go along with that cannon arm, which is already one of the best arms in the league. It's already top 1%. No problem. I want to know your thoughts on this, on the shortstop position and what you'd like to see the Cardinals do behind Mason Wynn and Tommy Edmond. Do you trust the internal options of guys like Fermin and Donovan, or do you think they should go outside the organization and go look at a free agent like Ahmed? What do you think? Let me know in the comments section below, as well as on Twitter. X, we're going to wrap it up with the Cardinals Hall of Fame fan ballot, plus the latest on where Blake Snell could be going. That's next on Locked on Cardinals. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because right now new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams, and you can do it in a number of different ways. I I point this out all the time because as a fantasy basketball guy, there's so much stuff that you can bet on when it comes to basketball, just like it was in football. If you enjoyed it that way, you'll enjoy it with the NBA as well. Points, three-pointers, steals, rebounds, defensive, offensive. You've got assists. You've got turnovers. Like There's all kinds of stuff for you to bet on free throws. You want to go down that road? You can do that too. There's quick bets, live same game parlays, uh, exclusive prop bets that are available at FanDuel and a whole lot more. So plenty of stuff to choose from to make your experience while watching your favorite NBA team or NBA players even that much more enjoyable. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot. FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube, and now it's also available on Amazon Fire TV in the free Fire TV channels app. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, people like me, plus our national shows covering every single league. So find Locked On Sports Today now available on the free Fire TV channels app. The Cardinals announced the fan ballot 
for the Team Hall of Fame, and it's only four names this season. You've got Edgar Renteria, Matt Morris, George Hendrick, and National Baseball Hall of Famer Steve Carlton. Now, I understand why you would vote for any of these guys. I do. I get it. Steve Carlton is already a, a Hall of Famer. Like, he was amazing. It sucks that he didn't play his entire career in a Cardinals uniform. But the guy I'm pulling for and continue to pull for, I voted for him last year, and that was Edgar Renteria. I think he remains one of the most underrated Cardinals of all time. Six seasons with the club, hit 290. He averaged 12 home runs, 75 RBIs, and 25 stolen bases a year with them. Never played less than 141 games a season while in St. Louis, so very dependable. Three-time All-Star, three-time Silver Slugger winner. He won two gold gloves. Sadly, didn't win a World Series while with the Cardinals. Got one with the Sox, got one with the Marlins. Uh, never won one with the Cardinals, but was on some really good teams back in 2000, 2002, and especially that 2004 team that won 105 games but ended up losing to Boston in the World Series. That was a tough one. Um, but decide who you want to vote for. I, I just I I think Edgar Renteria gets looked over a lot by Cardinals fans. You forget how really good he was with those teams back then. So just something to think about. Uh, reliever Keenan Middleton has switched his number no longer. Going to be number 99. He has moved on to number 93. Uh, according to reports, he says he meant to be 93 the whole time because he saw there had never been a 93 in St. Louis, and it was just a manufacturing mix-up that had him temporarily in number 99. So long live Sotoguchi as the lone number 99 in Cardinals history. Uh, mentioned earlier that Jordan Montgomery remains a free agent, but We've still got the NL Cy Young Award winner Blake Snell out there, too. And the latest on him from John Heyman is that though there's no evidence that there's been significant movement in talks in weeks and the sides are at least chatting, a slight softening on the Yankees part was recently detected. Uh, Heyman continues saying that a Yankees person who'd been saying for weeks they are done seeking Snell only noted late last week that Snell's camp would have to move its demands to get something done. Based on the Yankees' original offer, first reported by the Post weeks ago, the sides were about $100 million plus apart, though at the time the Yankees were believed to be willing to go to a sixth year. Uh, the short-term thought might be tough for the Yankees since a higher average annual value adds luxury tax money and they'd still be giving up draft choices. And I, I read this about Blake Snell and I'm like, can you imagine being $100 million apart? And he's got a plus at the end of this. $100 million plus apart on what you think the, you're worth and what the team thinks you're worth? Oh, my God. I mean, the Cardinals don't even offer $100 million contracts, much less ones that it's even possible to be that far apart. Like, that is crazy money, man. That is crazy money. I know he's a two-time Cy Young Award winner, but I i mean, someone's going to pay these guys, right? Somebody's going to pay Snell and Montgomery and Bellinger and Matt Chapman. Those are the four big ones that are still out there, whether it's the Yankees, the Mets, the Cubs. Somebody, somebody will eventually blink, right? Because of injury, something could happen. I mean, you just saw Kodai Senga for the Mets going down, which makes me think the Mets will try to chase at least one of those two down, Snell or Montgomery, and be like, ah, whatever. What do you want? Get in here. We need you. But it's crazy. It's crazy. I, it's hard to believe that these guys are still out there just sitting there waiting on their money, just waiting. All right. 
Time to wrap it up. I'm excited for the Cardinals this week, and I hope you are too. Enjoy the games. We'll be back on Monday. Thank you for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen every day. If you haven't already, please give us a follow on Twitter X at LO underscore Cardinals and at JD Sports Radio. Please like and subscribe on YouTube. We have passed. Yeah, the 9,000 subscriber mark. Now we make the march towards 10K. That's where we go next. I need you to go there with me. So like and subscribe on YouTube, help our channel, and love for the Cardinals girl. Going to be here with you all season long. You're the best fans in baseball for a reason, and I will see you next time on Locked on Cardinals.